Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'm saying it, dude. Liar, dude. Hey, we're back, baby. What's going on? I don't know why I just started off Italian on that one. Hey, what's going on? Just RP this podcast. Hey, how you doing? This is the seventh episode of Fear and Malding Podcast. I'm Sam Piker. This is Will Neff. Yep. How you doing, Will? Good. This is like the fourth different time slot we recorded this podcast. I know. I think this is the best one so far. Hell yeah. Do you not agree? You're an early morning guy. I, it's all shit to me. Okay. Anything before noon fucking sucks. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. Fair. Yeah. This is, it's when always, I heard you were working out before this, I was like, what a monster. I woke up at 530 this morning. F- fool. Yeah. I woke up at you, you've got the old man sleep syndrome where you can't sleep more than like six hours. No, I can't. I don't know what the fuck's going on. I sleep like 12 to 13 hours a night. I don't understand how you're capable of doing that. That's so much time wasted. No one, no one does. No, it would, it would make out. me lose my mind. I just saved my life force. Dude, the, the Donald Trump. Like the end. The, the end? Yeah. What, what is that? From Snake Eater. The sniper. Oh, 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 oh. Okay, yeah. yeah. Dude, dude uh, okay, but like, fight. I, I just, I'm jealous. I am jealous of that, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. also at the same time, I'm not. And the reason why I'm not jealous is because... I would lose my mind at the amount of hours that I would be wasting just sleeping. Yeah. As someone who spent 42% of the entire year, like literally the entire year on camera last year, I find... I prioritize sleep over almost anything else. Yeah. No, you're you're living it right. Like you're doing yeah. it right. I, on the other hand, I'm not doing it right. I'm Everybody doing it Everybody will be dancing and we're doing it right. All um, right, let's read some yeah, let's get into five the, star let's get into reviews. reviews. You read them because my eyesight is... All right, man. let's see. Magnum opus. When future generations look back on how we achieved utopia without any bloodshed, historic books will speak of two absolute titans who stood together to break us from this capitalist dying dystopian path we are on. Fear and molding with Will Neff and Hassan Piker will break you free of your chains, rob you of your self-doubt, and illuminate your mind to all the possibilities based and coom-pilled. <laughs> coom-pilled. Oh my god. Uh, gross. You want me to read another one? Go ahead. Read all of them, actually. Okay. So, girl boss, amazing to see two young liberals, flag emoji, pride emoji, heart emoji, spread great woke takes to the country. One time, they were talking about the minimum wage, and I almost saw poor people as human for a second. <laughs> so progressive. Hope to see more young ones breaking the glass ceiling like this. The was spelled with 
Y-H-E, so I stuttered for a second. Sorry, guys. As Ruth Bader Ginsburg once said, I have a dream. Fist emoji. <laughs> that was really good. That was really good. Yeah. The last one is. Ruth Bader Ginsburg was a girl boss. She was. For sure. For sure. Gaslight. Gatekeep. Yeah. yeah. When boss. she said, when she said Colin Kaepernick is, is stupid or, or, or insolent for you know taking a knee. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in solidarity with well, the black you know, people that were. She was like 150 years old. That's true. Perfect, <laughs> perfect, you know. Okay. Uh, the last one is uh, um, uh, Benjamin People loves this show. Uh, I happen to be very good friends with uh, Benjamin. Uh, after we left Temple, I had this podcast in the car, and he told me he was totally into it. Truly one of the best uh, Hush I Own Loves podcasts around. It was very good. Thank you. That was okay. All right. So. So we got a we got a slammed show for you guys today is what I would say if I was a dishonest person, but I'm an honest person. So I'm going to tell you that we don't have a slam show for you guys. Those three characters are the height of where it's going to be. That's it. It all is all downhill from this point out. Okay. so first and foremost, I want to start off with a celebration, Mm. a celebration that California has lifted its mask mandate oh it's a fucking mess Hassan I know you don't interact with people it's a fucking mess wait really it's bad it's a fucking mess oh no because half the people are like you should still wear a mask along with the OSHA work guidelines Mm -hmm. that say you should still wear a mask so all employees still have to wear masks and you're allowed to mandate that your customers still wear masks to keep the employees safe yeah so in California no one fucking knows whether you should be wearing a mask or not. Oh, to be like me, I don't. I don't anymore. I ask. I walk in. I ask. I'm like, is it okay if I don't wear a mask? You can be honest. Yeah. They say, Where have you gone other than the gym? Uh, I went to a coffee store. Okay. That's it. Okay. And and Ubers. I've been inside of Ubers so far. I mean, but it's been one day, Will. <laughs> like. Yeah, I know. It's been. There's been upheaval. Okay, I was just saying that like I, I haven't had the opportunity to There's interact. Blood in the streets. I didn't realize. Okay, well that's <laughs> actually kind of what fuck. <laughs> I, I, I'm down I, there with the real folk. <laughs> I, I actually literally wanted to talk about this because because um, I think that the originally yeah we had Republicans who were like science is fake. I don't believe you. I don't want to wear a mask. Like, na-na-na-na-boo-boo, fuck you, like, you're trying to oppress us. Yeah. And now I feel like mask wearing, as a consequence of the past year and, like, the activities, has become, like, a political statement that you... And it's how you show how, like, tolerant and liberal you are or how woke or progressive you are. Mm. Because it does come from a place of empathy. Mask wearing is the empathetic thing to do. It's the smart thing to do. Because, Because it's not for you to defend yourself like masks are are their effects on you not getting covid are much much smaller than the real prevention that masks uh help with which is spread prevention it's so that if you have covid and you don't know you have covid which is what a lot yeah, of people you don't experience blast covid you don't yeah folk. you don't blast people with covid um so so i find it strange that now liberals are like no, I don't care what the CDC said. Like, I have to wear a mask still. I don't. I think it's. I, I think it's always. I mean, come on, yeah, it's always been politicized, right? Yeah. And I think it. It, it is like a. It's. It's same as everything. It's a wokeness meter. 
where it's like, you know what I mean? Like, remember when we went and played basketball with masks on and someone like wrote a scathing like letter to us and it was like, not wearing two masks? Imagine. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I did imagine that, and that was a bad imagination. That was a bad dream. So I, I think it goes from like two masks is the most like you're you're super liberal, and no mask huffing jankum. Yeah, is the most conservative <laughs> huffing jankum. Yeah, oh, what the <laughs> fuck? Okay, no, because like Amy Goodman, yeah, uh, who is a queen, and I love her. Democracy now, Amy Goodman. Shouts out to her. Uh, will always say like wearing a mask is an act of love. Wearing two is even better. That's what she says on Democracy Now. Mm. And like, whenever I hear that, I'm like, oh, God, dude, what are you? Like, first of all, it doesn't even fucking rhyme, okay? Like, <laughs> why are you bringing this she up? She really thought she did something No, there. she always says it like it's about to be a rhyming convention. It's and then it's slogan. like, she's not even fucking rhyming. So that's one. God, that joke is for like literally 12 people that also listen to Democracy Now and this podcast. Um, <laughs> but... You know, it just, uh, it, it's ridiculous. Like, oh, you got to wear two masks still? Like, wh- wh- what are we doing? Are you guys crazy? Yeah. I, and I, so many people are mad at me because I've been expressing my thoughts on this. Yeah. Very, very openly on the well, timeline. you listen to the CDC and I, I, think, I think the point though, I think the point though that you're making is you've been listening to the CDC the whole time. Why stop now? Yeah. And for some I'm a people. Cuck. I'm a government cuck. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm cucked by the cuck. government. Yeah, unlike unlike uh, you, goddamn uh, uh, conservatives. Uh, I, right. a liberal man, know better than the fucking CDC. God, that would be so funny now if conservatives, because the government was telling them not to wear masks, flipped the other way. Uh, <laughs> Hell no! Oh, I'm wearing a mask. I'm gonna well, keep I mean, my face warm. That did happen a little bit. Uh, did, did you it? did you hear about the conspiracy theory of like vaccine shedding? Dr. Naomi Wolf uh, got, uh, <laughs> Dr. Naomi Wolf got banned Good off Twitter name. recently. She sounds like a James Bond villain. Yeah. Uh, she got banned off Twitter recently for like all the COVID conspiracies that she was promoting. Mm. But before that, there was this concept that she and a bunch of other like QAnon medical specialists came together and like crafted, which was vaccine shedding. So people that are vaccinated are like actually shedding. So. What shedding in, what? I, I fucking don't know. Biomatter. Like, just fucking <laughs> shedding. I don't know. I don't know the exact details. They're like, like the fucking toxic There's like a couple Avenger. different conspiracies. Like, some people think vaccines magnetize you. Other people think nice. when you have a vaccine, when you get the vaccine, you start shedding and, like, you turn other people, I guess, autistic. Because you're autistic now because you got the autism vaccine and now okay. you're giving it to other people. Um, <laughs> And then... <laughs> try to keep up okay cabs (laughs) jesus and then uh yeah so now these anti-vaxxers were starting to wear masks to protect themselves from the vaccine shedding that's fucking awesome that's incredible no i love that i'm i'm the only reason why i'm mad about that is because i didn't come up with it first vaccine shed man why can't we have a vaccine that gives people superpowers, right? It'd be so sick. It'd be so sick. What kind of superpower would you get? Mm, I've been thinking a lot about this. I'd be a power of suggestion guy, like a uh, Dr. Xavier. What the fuck? You just want to be like 
like a magician. Like dude. no, Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> I know. Like I. You're like, uh, dude. Okay, listen. <laughs> the David psychics, Copperfield the psychics Andy. in any comic book are always the strongest characters. No, I think Phoenix is the strongest one. Right? She's a psychic. Okay, you she, literally just proved true. my yeah. point. Okay, she has she has pyrokinesis. Yeah, that's true. I forget that it's like from the brain. <laughs> but like, how is that different than like flamethrower? You know what I mean? <laughs> I can't believe that just You're right. Happened. You're right. Let's cut that out. <laughs> I'm no, just kidding. that stays. <laughs> was, it was Phoenix that was the strongest, right? Yeah. Like. Jean Grey. Yeah, Jean Grey. Yeah. And then her clone becomes Goblin Queen. I don't. I didn't follow the lore that hard. I, I, I was a big X Men boy at one point. Oh, me too. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. It was I was hitting shit. that X hard. Yeah, that's. That's the, what Dude, there were some crazy X Men. There was why one guy people, named. Why are people doing this now? Sheesh! I don't. I think it Sheesh. started from Damian Lillard when he was like, "I, I got ice in my veins" because oh. he was just banging threes from like two mm-hmm. counties away, and he'd be like, That's "And so then, cool. and then people started doing the emoji face. Oh, the they started adding uh, like the the lip bite. Uh, yeah, and then <laughs> she's just uh, sheesh. What the fuck, dude? It's like they're they're gonna add something else. Yeah, it's, it's like a handshake where you add something every time. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah, until you know the local weather weather woman in Oklahoma <laughs> starts doing it. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have Donald Trump yeah, show we up got in Mar-a-Lago. We got a tornado. Al- we got a tornado alert coming in at a high <laughs> seventy eight yeah. later this afternoon, yeah. and all I gotta say is sheesh. Yeah, sheesh. <laughs> There's like. Dang. They ruined dabbing. It's the same shit. Yeah, yeah. We got a real beautiful 78-degree weekend coming your direction. Exactly. But next week, sheesh, we got a storm front coming. Yeah, exactly, dude. (laughs) That's when kids are like, it's over. Yeah. It's fucking over, man. And then they move on to the next thing. That's how it works. Yeah, once it hits Facebook, Facebook is where things go to die now. Facebook. Facebook's like an elephant graveyard. Yeah. That's that's where dreams and memes go to die. Uh, okay, so but going back to the yeah, going back to the opening. So I this is wonderful because you have a different point of view than I do um, mm. on this because like I feel as though like people are I, I feel like people are being overcorrective and I've seen this in my own audience where like people get very mad at me and they say like dude you sound exactly like a conservative and I want to yeah. remind people like. If I were to express these thoughts that I have now as far as like finally we're able to be unmasked and this is actually a good thing because it is a nuisance no matter what. Um, if I expressed those thoughts six months ago, seven months ago, mm. a year ago, then yeah, that's reactionary and wrong. But when I express these thoughts now with respect to where we're at currently... In the United States of America, this is a very America-centric situation because I know other countries do not have the vaccination rate that we do. With respect to where we're at now, it's the smart and science-based thing to do. So I don't know why people are so upset. Yeah. I Well, I mean, in a weird way, they proved some conservatives right in that it is just political. Like, the some people just don't give a shit about the science. Yeah, but it's political for them, too. It's political for conservatives right. no, as well. No, but that's what I'm saying is, like, obviously it's political for them. They're risking their goddamn lives to make a point. 
Um, but, <laughs> yeah. but it's true on the other side too. So the way I was exposed to this and the reason that I was like so privy to what was going on mm-hmm. is I watched your early morning Instagram story of you being like, just went to the gym, no mask. And I was like, damn, today's the day. And I went out and I asked my door guy and I was like, Hey, do I still need to wear a mask around the building? And he hit me with a shit. And I was like, what's going on? He's like, man, it's been a whole fucking thing. Some of the employees want to take them off because of OSHA laws. We can't. And then residents are yelling at other residents who don't have them on. I saw two people get in a fight this morning. I was like, it's noon. He's like, I know. He's like, it's been crazy. So then I went out and like went out every like different store I went to. I was kind of like asking the guys at the counter, like, what's good with the mask? Oh, I I done that too. What's going on? And everyone was kind of like, I don't know. Like it was kind of like hopscotch. It was like jump in if you want, put it on if you want. Yeah, I feel like employees still are forced to wear them. And I feel like if if it were up to them, like they wouldn't wear it. Even though I know some people who are still like, no, I want to wear them. I want to wear them. It's not a bad thing at all. I I like it. And it's like, okay, like you can. Uh, I I hope that you have, you know, I hope that uh, everyone in your family is vaccinated. Uh, but the reality is like, uh, cause some of be like, Oh, I have immunocompromised relatives and stuff like that. And it's like, okay, well the point is that when we hit a certain percentage of people that is vaccinated and if all of your loved ones are vaccinated at this point, and there is virtually no excuse at this point for any adult to have not been inoculated. Okay. Mm. We had a very successful mass vaccination campaign. It was free. And it still is. You can still go out and get vaccinated if you haven't done so yet. And um, and what the vaccine does is functionally make this less severe than the flu. Like, now you can actually say, like, this ain't, this is just the flu. You know, shut everything down for flu season. Like, yeah. I can literally say that now. Because it is now less deadly than the fucking flu. Like, the flu is worse. And you would not shut down everything and, like, uh, you know, force everyone to wear masks during flu season. Even though, you know, some would say that that's probably a good idea, too. But, like, the reality is it's good practice, too, when you have the flu, which is very different than coronavirus, when you know you are sick, to wear a mask during flu season. Mm. Okay? That's great. Okay? That suggestion from the CDC should come Every single time now. Yeah. I think a lot more people are more aware of how viruses spread. A lot of other nations already do that. And too. yes, of course. Civilized nations, unlike yeah. hog ones like ourselves, do that already. And I'm fully on board with that. But at this stage, with the way COVID is, once a a percentage of the population is vaccinated, especially if you are vaccinated, especially your family members are vaccinated, like you can take the masks off. It's not the end of the world if you want to personally wear a mask, but I feel like a lot of people are are being somewhat hysterical about this. Well, I, I'm going to be honest. I think a certain part of it is like PTSD. Yeah, like I, I I think, and and that's not me being funny. I I honestly think that like even myself, there there have like been elements elements of my life that have just been hard to go back to, like the, that that feel almost surreal to to be exiting COVID. It, like it, it, I think that we were, that we were 
blue balled so many times with like you know originally this was this was supposed to be a fucking two week thing man oh yeah i i knew that i listen i knew it was going to be worse but if you had me throw a dart at the timeline i probably would have put it right at about five months oh no my expectation was exactly this i knew and said that it <laughs> okay was... per- professor xavier no, let's go. no 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 i don't even mean like exactly this amount of time right i knew that it was going to be vaccines and nothing until vaccines i knew that that was well going to happen. I, my expectation was that the summer would the heat would actually help dissipate but it did not at all no yeah because you fucking need vaccines hey what do you think about uh john stewart uh, buying into Thank you. the lab leak theory. That was actually, that was a perfect segue because that's literally the second this. thing I was going to talk yeah, about you. today. Dude, I am Dr. Yeah, Xavier. You just fucking, you just Dr. Xavier. I mean, in your head, you're thinking dirty oh, yeah. things. I am. You're right. <laughs> so that's actually the second thing I wanted to talk about today. Uh, I uh, wonder if we could show a clip of that, but it's very long. Here, I'll re- I can recreate it. So okay. he's sitting down with his former co-host. Yeah. What the fuck is his name? Um, Stephen Colbert. Colbert. And John yeah, that's right. That's right. On the late show with Stephen Colbert. Yeah, yeah. I always forget Colbert's name. I don't know why. Um, he's a conservative. And he's sitting down and he's like, he's like, uh, science has done a great job alleviating the pain caused by COVID, a disease caused by science, was, was the line that he opened it up with, or a disease most likely caused by science. Yeah. Um, and he goes into basically saying that he thinks that the lab leak theory is ultimately probably the correct one. I, I, and I honestly mean this. I think we owe a great debt of gratitude to science. Science has in many ways helped ease uh, the suffering of this pandemic uh, which was more than likely caused by science. <laughs> so, and that's kind of. Hold on, was that? No, 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 no. Now, listen, listen. I'll, it's I'll, coffee. I wouldn't I'm, do that. To you. I wouldn't for, do that to you. I'm so what, what do you? Takes, but, but what do you? What, 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 what do you mean by? That? Do you mean like well, so this was, perhaps this, this, there was a chance that this was created in a lab? There's an investigation. A chance. Well, but I, so, I, 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 oh my if God. there's evidence, I'd love to hear it. There's I just don't a know. novel respiratory coronavirus overtaking Wuhan, China. What do we do? Oh, you know who we could ask? The Wuhan novel respiratory coronavirus lab. The disease is the same name as the lab. Yeah. Yeah. He, he believes, or the funny thing is like, he kind of jokes about it in the end and does a flip, but most people don't even notice that. Yeah. Where he talks about how, like, everything he just said was ridiculous. But but he does it in such a subtle way that, like, even after watching the video, I well, still don't his know. His baseline statement was, what do you think is more likely? The COVID disease or the COVID-19 uh, you know, uh, illness leaking from an area that has a COVID facility or a pangolin tongue-kissing a bat and then falling yeah. in a bowl of stew. So the reason why I'm annoyed with that is because, like, yeah, that sounds really stupid. Like, and that theory is not proven. The Like, it's not 100% certain. And unfortunately, it takes years and years and years to figure out how uh, these diseases uh, originate and how they mutate and how they jump from animal to animal. 
but that's at the heart of like zoonotic diseases that spread. That's like, it sounds ridiculous, but just because something sounds fucking stupid to the layman does not change the reality that like, that's literally how fucking diseases spread. So that's the number one thing that I got annoyed by with Jon Stewart. But, and I am not saying that the lab leak theory is incorrect. Uh, I think that it is a credible theory. It is a credible working yeah. theory, just like uh, the other pangolin, fuck the bat, fuck the whatever uh, theory is. It's just currently, as it stands, it's just a theory. Okay? But the nefarious part about this that uh, I don't even know if Jon Stewart is aware of or uh, whatever the fuck's going on is that, like, the origination of, like, the COVID lab leak as a theory, as a hypothesis, um, came from the American State Department and then was immediately married on the internet and, and in conservative circles with the notion that this is a bioweapon. That, mm. like, China modified this uh, virus yeah. somehow. And, like, whether on accident or deliberately, who knows? If it's on accident, it's because the Chinese are incompetent. If it's deliberate, it's because, you know, they wanted to fucking murder us. Um, that uh, they they modified it. And that part of this theory, which is a Martin Bailey for for the most part. Like people often will not immediately say that. They'll like test the waters first. But that part of the theory is, at least to my knowledge, uh, already falsified and was very quickly falsified by a uh, a multitude of peer-reviewed studies that looked can, into can the I, genetic... Can I give my take? And this yeah, is going to be a controversial ahead. take. Let's hear it. I want to hear it. The I lab hear the leak theory yeah. is the O.J. Simpson trial of theories. The world cannot have it be guilty. We just aren't ready. Because if it is true, no one's going to trust science. We already don't trust we fucking don't, yeah. scientists. We, we don't. don't. We don't. The world is fucking melting down. We're all, we're all fucking sucking down high fructose corn syrup beverages. It, it, we're in a bad fucking spot. Just like the OJ trial, where as a fucking nation, we looked at it and we're like, you know what? We need to do some healing. This guy's going to get off. We're in the same position where I think a lot of people are looking at the lab league theory and being like, we, we just can't have this be true. We like, we have people who are literally so steadfast against science that if science is responsible for one of the biggest pandemics ever, we, no one is ever going to trust science again. Like, what are we going to do? Like any global warming science is out the I mean, fucking it's already, window. That's already out. Regardless, people don't give a shit. <laughs> so I think. Listen, I have no, I have no opinion on it, but I think there are a lot of people who are just scared shitless if if the lab leak theory is the a true theory. But the, but the thing that I like get frustrated by with uh, with that uh, mentality as well is that like it's not the fucking lab leak that is the reason why we got obliterated in comparison to like go. Australia, New Zealand, Singapore, yeah. Taiwan, uh, uh, Vietnam, like South Korea. These countries suspiciously were very good at dealing with COVID. Are you telling me white Americans are going to try and blame another demographic for their shortcoming? They've never done yeah, that. Never happened. They've crazy. never done this I'm ever. Sorry. I know. But, but it's like, it blows my mind. Cause I used to say this exact same shit 
back in the fucking peak of COVID where conservatives would come into my chat and be like, China did this all to us. And I would be like, and liberals too. Liberals are very anti-China as well now. Um, for understandable reasons, American empire is crumbling. It's dying. China is like literally emerging in the global, uh, emerging in like global politics as the new cultural hegemonic power and doing a pretty fucking solid job at it. Uh, as well so like americans inadvertently have this like weird existential dread about both like losing their grip of power whether they recognize it or not and and it's a good target like it's a good target to have like a new cold war with but having said all that when liberals and republicans would be like china did this to us i was like okay motherfucker but like even if this is literally a bioweapon you're basically admitting that like we are incapable of dealing with it yeah like we're fucked if it actually was a bioweapon china didn't make your kids go to daytona beach five weeks into lockdown and tongue kiss each other while drinking hurricanes yeah it's it's crazy it's crazy to me that like people fail to recognize this like even if this was a bioweapon that means we don't have defenses like we need to shore up our defenses from a national security point of view with respect to epidemiology okay that's what we have to do if that's the case. And I tried to like push this point across, but no one fucking listens to me. And I did it back then, and I'm saying it still to this day. Like, nothing would have changed in our way of dealing with COVID if we were like 100% certain that it was a lab leak. Yep. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because guess what? That's literally what the Trump administration said all the time. And not just that, but also subtly implied that, you know, maybe this was on purpose. And plenty of Republicans literally said that this was on purpose and yet simultaneously held on to the belief that while this was a Chinese bioweapon, that it also somehow wasn't deadly at all and everybody should chill the fuck out. Yeah. Which one is it? I mean, you can't have those two ideas swirl around in the same headspace, dude. Yeah. Like, And listen, I don't want to toot our own horn. But we fucking called that they were going to give guns and beer away to get COVID shots. No other broadcast on the fucking planet had the sack to call that. We did. Tell your friends. Tell your family. We are Professor Xavier. Yeah, Fear and Malding podcast. This we was understand. all a, This was all a bit leading up to that punchline. I'm in your mind. We understand how it works. You just slightly adjusted the volume. On your listening device. How did I know? Because I'm in your fucking head, man. Because you yelled. That's right. Well, Hassan, God damn it. You're, 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 I'm sorry. You're, you're pulling back the curtain on my magic. God damn it. I'm sorry. But, but yeah, so it is, it is frustrating that, uh, it, like, people want to find, like, a villain for this story. And it's like, it's, it's going to be less fun and interesting than, like, Chinese scientists were crafting a bioweapon that, like, you know, uh, escaped the lab, like Resident Evil Umbrella Corps style. Yeah. Well, we are we are entering the conspiracy theory because I'm bored era. Like, literally, it's you know, our audience uh, watch Twitch because they're bored. Yeah. A lot of conservative Americans now craft insane conspiracy theories that almost give them like it's almost like a paranoid schizophrenic sense of purpose where they're like well they're killing children they're murdering children i'm the hero i'm the hero china's sending bioweapons i'm the investigator i'm the scientist yeah i mean 
the thing that the thing that we have to also remember is like if it was a lab leak which could very well be the case right yeah then the solution to that problem literally revolves around um looking at the bsl4 uh because it was a level four uh bio uh like a a level four lab uh in the wuhan virology institute that was definitely looking at bats and how viruses mutate through bats because bats have a freak-like metabolism and that's why they're responsible for a lot of these like viruses mutating and jumping into other animals especially because we destroy their ecosystems and then they travel to like different areas and 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 are around other animals that they normally aren't um if, if that's and that's why they were doing research on bats and that's not like a fucking crazy thing at all um but if if there was a, a lab leak like the solution is what improve bsl4 lab safety requirements and ensure that there is like an international community uh an international community of scientists that like make sure that these rigorous safety measures are applied to all level four labs at all times especially if they're getting any money or any funding from the international community and that is not as sexy as like we need to bomb china because <laughs> they did yeah. COVID to us and ultimately like the reason why i personally believe that this w would never be like a deliberate thing and i know people you know get mad because it's not the sexy thing is because like you have these bsl4 safety requirements like the biosafety lab uh requirements specifically so that shit like this doesn't happen because when it does happen it cripples the fucking chinese economy as well and it kills a bunch of chinese people too and um more importantly there is a level of uncertainty in how it might jump from human to human and that's what we're seeing now with like different variants as a consequence of like some of the people not getting vaccinated when like 70 percent of the population is like the viruses mutates so you have no way to control it, which is why you have to make sure that if you are working on viruses or if you're doing a gain function research uh, where you uh, try to see what would happen if viruses uh, in the in nature uh, became more powerful or some shit, like what you would do um, and, and build pathogens appropriately ahead of time to ensure that like future shit like this does not happen. Um the the answer the response to that is just improving the safety standards not necessarily like anything sexy in the way that you would understand it but i do think that we are gearing towards a cold war uh with china mm. and which will be a, a hot war we will get in africa the one good thing about that is we will get one more sick rocky movie out of it Sylvester Stallone is going to beat the hell out of some Chinese heavyweight. It's going to be And space travel, like there will Rocky be a lot of technological 18. improvements. It's the only way that we can fucking It's the only way that we can, sorry to make it more boring, but that that's it feels yeah, like Yeah, I'm trying to only, spice it up again with Rocky and you're shitting all over it. Sorry. It's just like Shanghai Showdown. Okay, Rocky right. 18. Hey, give me more. <laughs> yeah. There would be Kung well, Fu. I, I, I'm Kung. 70 years old. I can't box anymore. No, well, Michael but B. Shai Jordan. But Shai Shea is beating all of our heavyweights. Well, Michael B. Well, Jordan. I guess I'll fight one more fight. Oh, yeah, Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. As <laughs> American hero. Hey, Apollo, you got to get in there and you got to show him something, kid. 
The yeah. Chinese, you know, they train different. It's like, no, Sylvester, you can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> He's canceled. Sylvester Stallone is canceled. Dude, I still miss Mick. He was the best character. I've never seen the Rocky movies. What? Except for Rocky one. You think Clubber's gonna kiss you? He's gonna kill you. You gotta, you gotta get back to the old gym and show him some of the old stuff. You know, chase the chicken, Rock. Yeah. Do you know that Rocky chases a chicken? I did not know Do that. Do you know he fucks the chicken when he catches it? Shut the fuck I'm up. I'm kidding. Oh, my God. I wouldn't be scared. It's like, that's just how things were done back yeah, then. That's boxing, baby. Yeah. You got to kiss your chicken, yeah. and then you got to force yourself on it. That's how we used to do it back then. Eh? You don't fucking understand, dumbass. This how, this how we fucking fought. That's you know? how champions are made. Hold on. Let me, let me pull up this other thing. You know how many chickens uh, Muhammad Ali used to fuck? <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. I once watched him go through an entire truck. Okay. Okay. Sorry. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's, let's move on from chicken fucking. Uh, but <laughs> That's the name of the episode. Move on from chicken Let's fucking. move on from chicken fucking. Yeah. Uh, okay. So there's some other world news that uh, we can get to here. We talked about California's mask. Uh, we talked about California's like mask mandate being lifted sure and how it's bedlam we talked about the uh the the virology institute leak lab leak theory for covid we talked about chicken fucking which was important to yep. cover so now let's talk about uh the new leader of israel israel now has a new prime minister his name is naftali bennett mm. okay he's like a tech multi-millionaire used to work under bibi netanyahu and he is, uh, in some ways, more right-wing than Bibi Netanyahu is. And after four elections in the past two years, there was finally a coalition that was built between the more liberal Zionist parties uh, and even the, uh, the uh, Palestinians living inside Israeli borders, the Arab Israeli party, um, and the other right-wing factions. And they were able to with a incredibly slim, uh, narrow vote, uh, topple the Bibi Netanyahu regime. So now, Naftali Bennett is going to be the new leader of Israel, which will change absolutely nothing. I know that we are, you know, I know that we're, uh, a lot of people are excited. People are celebrating in the streets of Israel. There were people like saying like, you know, this is more important to me than my birthday. But like, you know, maybe from the point of view of like, uh, the Israeli life and like domestic policy for uh, Israeli citizens, sure, they, their lives could change. But as far as like their internal domestic policy or whether you want to call it foreign policy or not, I don't know. Uh, it, with respect to how Palestinians are going to be treated, nothing will change. Um, yeah. The only thing that we're looking forward to potentially from a leftist point of view, at least, is that the uh, this this. Um, this elite, this alliance put together will have to feature, you know, Arab parties' voices as well. And that coalition will potentially stop the uh, Israeli government from engaging in, like, the most reactionary shit that they want to do. But, um, yeah, with just 60 votes to 59, um, this is the most diverse coalition Israel has ever seen, which includes the first Arab party to serve in the government. And, uh, of course, uh, Bennett, Naftali Bennett, celebrated that diversity. 
and warned of the polarization within the country. And and uh, there we're we're there now. And of course, uh, there were a lot of reactionary actions occurring in El Aqsa uh, throughout this process for the past week. The same mosque that mm-hmm. was the original reason for why Hamas uh, retaliated. And uh, there were, uh, I, I believe, there were uh, like government-sanctioned protests that occurred on the streets as well. Uh, some Israelis were caught, like saying, you know. Um, kill all the Arabs, regular stuff. And uh, I believe that there is a new method that Hamas is using, which Mm -hmm. is like balloons. They used to use kites, and they would drop like a little Molotov cocktail with a kite over the border. Mm. Now they're using balloons. So Israel started bombing Gaza again as of last night in retaliation to the new balloon bombing. The new balloon, I guess, what would you call it? Balloon bombs that Hamas has made. So, shit's popping off in Israel. And it's not going to stop. Met the new boss, same as the old boss. Oh, 100%. Yeah. It's interesting to see, though, the way that, like, people are trying to say, like, oh, Netanyahu was the only villain here. It's like, no. It's an entire mentality of of, uh, a government that just completely disregards Palestinian life. It's just... It's colonialism. Mm. It's simple. Before we go, obviously, we got to do uh, some of these voicemails, right? Mm. All right. Okay. Let's do it. Met the new boss. Hey, guys. Big fan of the podcast. Um, I was wondering if you guys have any advice to give someone who is just starting out uh, streaming. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something I'm thinking of pursuing uh, alongside my nine to five job. Um, I work at home, so I feel like you know could be a little easy, you know, after work to start this up. Mm. So yeah, uh, let me know. Thanks. Don't do it. Hmm. That's my that's my advice. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, look, I I had a nine to five. Well, I had an eight to four not a nine to five and it was fucking terrible like i uh, and i streamed like six hours every day after that at least like and it was some of the worst years of my life i guess it it required a tremendous amount of work but if you can make it happen and you are working from home then uh make sure that you have a schedule that you stick to and don't let it get out of hand on either side don't let the streaming get out of hand um and interfere or disrupt your like regular uh, you know, work-life balance that you may have for yourself currently. Here's my advice. Uh, when you attack streaming, do not attack it from the mentality that you are only making a stream. Have no illusions about this. To succeed as a streamer, you must become a social media influencer, essentially. And what I mean by that is that Twitch and its discoverability is very poor. I've spoken with Twitch staff. It is not their fault. It is enormously difficult on a platform that has 8 million creators on any given day where the average watch time is 7 hours. That means that people who consume Twitch, the DAU, are typically only watching 1 to 2 creators a day. Their creators. Which leaves very little room and time for you, the new guy. 
The way that you start to usurp that audience is by creating content on other platforms and develop, develop a following that will then merge into your Twitch audience. It will be a slow and brutal process. Your first hundred viewers will be your hardest, but stay resolute and know that you never, you're always just one viral clip away from putting together a really significant audience. I feel like Twitch is the worst platform to try yeah. to like tackle as a, as a first time, like social media influencer. Like well, TikTok well, is the absolute yes. best for discoverability and blowing up. I feel like every other Average weekend there's like time, a new 15 seconds. Yeah. Every other weekend there's like a new famous person now. Yep. Like if you want to become famous first or if you want and you need to definitely cultivate a following and then translate that on to like a Twitch audience, you got to do that elsewhere straight up. Cuz like even with yep. all the networking, even with all like the boosting if you were fortunate enough, it's still very difficult to maintain an audience. I I, I always mention the case of uh, Miko. I think Code Miko is incredible. And I think Code Miko had a really um, specific and unique voice for what she wanted to achieve with her content. And I started speaking to her when she, you know, just had 100 people watching. I remember you and talking I, about her. And I would, I would tell Miko, I'd be like, your content is so incredible. You have to keep doing it. You have to just keep plugging. There's going to be this lightning in a bottle moment. And sure enough, gamers doing stuff put them on her Instagram or on their Instagram. And from there, it's just been this meteoric rise. And then LSF. And then LSF, yes. And then so, she was able to, you know, get partnerships with other big streamers and then some of their audiences are aware of her and then start yes. watching her. Yep. That's how it works. There you go. All right, next question. Hey, Will and Hassan. What's up? A few episodes prior, I remember the both of you were recounting your story of tripping on magic mushrooms during New Year's. Mm. And it made me wonder if you guys have any real extended thoughts on psilocybin in a medicinal sense as well as legalization of oh, it recreationally baby uh, as well as, right well as if you guys have any funny stories to share in regards to habitual drug use mushrooms you know whatever yeah absolutely uh as hassan mostly tackled the israeli-palestine uh story i'm going to mostly tackle this one yeah, um, go ahead so i'm a person who has dealt with crippling depression throughout my life and there was a like a a watershed moment uh, in my in my life where I went to a friend's party, um, uh, and his girlfriend uh, gave me a hockey puck of mushrooms, put it in my mouth, and proceeded to say, "Oh my God, you ate all that!" <laughs> um, but but what what led up to that moment was I lost a few of my friends. Um, to depression and, and their own kind of demons. And uh, after one of them, I, I just didn't come back mentally is what I always say. I just didn't come back. I, I wasn't the same person. Um, and then one of my very dear friends from high school reached out to me and she said, uh, Will, I know you're really going through it. Have you ever tried mushrooms? And I went, no. Why? No. What the fuck does that have to do with my mental state? She said, there's a lot of really interesting research. I think you should check this out. And I was like, all right, well, whatever, fuck it. And, and I was at the point of like, it's like when you have back pain and you go through all the the logical avenues and you arrive at like chiropractic and acupuncture. I was there, but for depression. And so I thought, why not? And I started reading all these articles um, about how, you know, Cambridge and, and these different um, basically very reputable uh, medical 
institutions were doing advanced research on psilocybin and its effect on terminally ill cancer patients. And the data that came out of there was so significant that that is what precipitated the basically world into changing its attitude towards psilocybin and the decriminalization of psilocybin within our nation. All of that uh, kind of uh, coincides with me going to this party and having this hockey puck of mushrooms uh, put into my mouth. And obviously uh -huh. the trip was very intense. I was speaking to Mother Gaia. I was literally talking to the earth and she was telling me things like, you must be a shepherd to the animals. And I was like, yes, oh my God. Um, but that is not really the important part. The important part was that for the next three months, I felt a marked improvement in my attitude. Um, and I think that is the important part. Now, there are different ways to attack this. You can you can microdose, which is the act of taking a minimal amount that gives you subperception. None effect. of this is professional medical advice. No, no for no. the record. No, no, no. This is all he wrote. This is he, all opinion. He read this in a in a. He saw this in a movie. Yes. He's just recounting what he saw in a movie. Yes. In a video game. In a video game. Um, so uh, microdosing is taking small amounts to, uh, to obtain subperceptual effects. I am not a huge fan of microdosing just because you have to be very regimented, and I am not. Uh, if you miss up your microdose, all of a sudden, you know, you're in your mail room uh, having thoughts about your own mortality and, and, and contemplating that an S kind of looks like a snake, right? It, it can go very wrong on you. Uh, but a macro dose is what I prefer, which is like once a year, uh, I, in a video game, will take a large amount of psilocybin, which then will uh, affect kind of my psyche for the remainder of that year and uh, sh uh, show this marked improvement in my mood. Uh, again, this is not professional medical advice. I highly suggest you do your own reading, do your own research, uh, ask professionals. But what I always say is, go to professionals first to, for depression, right? Go through all the logical avenues. Uh, speak to everyone you can. And then if you end up at the back pain por portion of, you know, I've done everything for my back pain and can't fix it, psilocybin is kind of that chiropractor or acupuncture solution when all else has failed. Okay. Yep. As yeah. far as funny stories goes, one time we were in Coachella mm -hmm. and... Um, was it P Diddy's? Where you were there? I'm I'm pretty sure I was doing mushrooms. I was yeah. eating legal portobello mushrooms, yeah. so you were definitely there with uh, a guy's girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. Who, who's the one who gave me the hockey puck of mushrooms? Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Okay, so different time though. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we were uh we were going to like I think P Diddy rented out this like Airbnb or something to throw parties in there. In the back, there was like this massive IMAX like. It was like a portable IMAX theater. Do you remember? I don't remember. You don't this. remember? Okay. It was like a massive, basically portable IMAX theater uh, in in this dude's backyard at his like house party at Coachella. And I walked in and there was like a SpaceX designed like light show that was going on in it. And I'm high as fuck off that portobello. It was high, you know, feeling uh just uh, good legal mushroom stuff um and uh i walked in and there was like this light show and it was like spooky whatever and then there was this like little young girl this like very clear like six-year-old girl that was like 3d modeled opening up a christmas present and looking very happy oh my god and at the time i was like 
I just I was just sitting there high as fuck like god damn is Alex Jones right <laughs> like what the fuck are these like Hollywood liberals like what are they doing they're like the liberal hates we're all sitting in this like fucking not even sitting we're standing in this like portable IMAX theater watching like a SpaceX designed light show why is there like a little girl on here like what the fuck is happening it freaked me out yeah uh, well, quick funny story to backpack off that when when that first time when I did all those mushrooms, literally my first time, someone brought a spider monkey to the party. Oh, that's sick! That's awesome. And it was on a guy's shoulder, and I literally was like so freaked out that I tailed this spider monkey for a good period of time to figure out if it was real or not. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say like you wanted to save it. No, I was like, I was like following the spider monkey. Like, is this a real thing? Or are you? Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. A figment of your imagination. He he finally put it on my shoulder, and it was a lot. It was a lot wow. for me at the time. I was very sweaty. Wow. All right, next speak pipe. Okay. <laughs> Hi, Will. Hi, Hassan. My name is Kieran. Um, up, I'm a big fan of the podcast. Um, and my question for you is: the year is 2071, mm. and temples are being built in yeah. both of your honor. Wow. What proverb of yours do you have carved outside on the stone? Ooh. Go ahead. That's terrible. I don't I don't have anything. I, I think about this all the time. Like, what are my fucking slogans or like what do I uh say that is like noteworthy? And it's I just I can't come up with anything aside from like what a weasley little liar, dude. And that's kind of whack. Or fuck it, I'm saying it. Hmm. Mine would be, worship not this false idol. You are your own to worship. Okay, but that's not a saying that you have. Like, well, it's 2071. Oh, so you came up I with I just that. said it now. Okay. Okay. Well, that's... Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't realize we were coming up with, like, cool <laughs> shit to, to have on our fucking platform. I mean, it's, it's that or it's... Uh, how many bottles of hat stiffener can I put you down? For? Okay. <laughs> All right. Next question. I don't know what it is. Hey, Hassan. Hey, Will. This is Odessa. And this is Francesca. And basically, we are the female counterparts to both of you. Okay. Anyways, before you invite us to your podcast, we just have a quick question. Um, okay. Do either of you consider yourselves good cooks and mm. if you do what is your favorite meal to cook yes. very important love the podcast and love you guys love you guys a lot i love their dynamic a lot and i'm going to tell you why first of all bird sounds they're somewhere tropical say, yeah it's wonderful wherever they're at is, I, i'm just getting sunshine vibes secondly one of them is eating while they're recording this question yeah. which is big baller vibes respect i um, love that can we cook? Yes, I can cook. I can cook too. Yeah. My my different my thing is though, like I don't cook for I cook in the most utilitarian way possible where I like maximize the flavor and and taste while also making sure that it's as healthy as physically possible mm. and fits in my macros. So like I I make a bomb ass curry chicken, mm. right? But, like, if I wanted to really fucking, you know, go overboard, I would just, like, butter it up. And, you yeah. know, I would make, like, 
I, I have the capabilities of making like really, really tasty, delicious food, but I definitely, uh, I definitely rein it in because I, there are a lot of products that I can't use because that would just unnecessarily increase the, yeah. uh, the calories. I'm the same way. When I'm cooking for myself, it's a lot of lettuce wraps. It's a lot of stir fry. Yeah. When I'm cooking for someone else, we get barefoot Contessa in that bitch. We're talking sticks of butter. I'm doing steak and Bernays. Yeah. I'm doing, you know, schnitzel. I'm doing spatzel. Yeah, breaded shit. Like, yeah. I can't do any of that. But when I'm when I'm cooking for myself, that's what it is. Yeah. The but most right now, difficult thing I can make isn't really, it's it's a can. I, make, I can make Ingstrom's toffee, which is like a day-long process where you, like, stand over a vat of butter and churn it. What the fuck? And, I, but I, when you get done with that, it's like, it is literally like your mouth is coming. Like you put it in your mouth and you're just like, oh, I'm dying, but it's good. I've never had this. I don't know why Will is I never made this. For if me. I made it for you, it, it would be like it'd be like if we were dating mm-hmm. and I knew that I could give like another level of head, but I wouldn't want to give it to you because we're in a committed relationship. And then I know you want that level of head all the time. If you <laughs> ate the Ingstrom's toffee, I just you'd be an addict. You'd be a fiend. What the fuck? Yeah. You're you're bad if you know you how to give the next level of head. That's something women do. Take it away from your partner. That's something women do. They reserve that next level of head for, for like who? One night, for like one night stands. What the fuck? For like when they're putting on for their city. Oh yeah. What? Yeah. There's, that's terrible. Dude, look at yourself right now. When you're having sex with a woman who's like outrageously hot and you know you might only get one crack at her don't you put on for your city you do the dangerous oh, stuff don't you true women have a whole nother gear that's so true well, i'm fortunate i usually do you know one night one night <laughs> yeah so maybe that's why like yeah. women are always putting on for their city yeah, dude they're stretching like michael phelps before they fucking hit that what bed, yeah. the fuck that's crazy yeah. i never thought about it like that you're right oh yeah, yeah that's crazy okay um that reserve head that, that reserve special head. edition head. damn you just made a lot of people upset like a lot of a lot <laughs> I of up so many women's yeah. spot dude. yeah a lot of a lot of boyfriends are like the fuck <laughs> she's got that true? reserve head you better be giving me that reserve head tonight special reserve that's crazy okay all right next, i think that's one. the end of or, that's it no there's one more right nope that's it oh that's it god damn okay yeah. we kind of breeze through this one all right, well, that concludes our seventh or sixth. Yeah, something like that. Something <laughs> like that episode. That concludes this episode of Fear and Malding. Uh, be sure to, uh, of course, review the podcast. If you uh, give us a five-star review, that really helps us. And, uh, you know, at 5,000 five-star reviews, those hentai anime body pillows are coming, yep. baby. Let's go. They're coming. We're close, too. Like, we're halfway there. We got them in cold storage, deep hibernation. Yeah. Um, again, thank you guys. Uh, we really appreciate you showing up each and every week. Sorry for the kind of scattered schedule. We're going to try and lock in a better one here coming up soon. Uh, but thanks for sticking with us. Make sure you do share, uh, the podcast everywhere that you can and reach out to us on Twitter, uh, with the hashtag fear and molding. Uh, we'll probably respond to you. All right. Peace. I'm saying it, dude.